you might say, well, pastor, that's easy. There goes for the chicken sandwich. They're in the chicken sandwich business. And indeed, Chick-fil-A is certainly in the business of selling chicken sandwiches, and they strive to be the very best at that. I would argue, however, that they are equally well-known for their response to customers who patronize their, their, their store with the saying, my pleasure. If you've been to Chick-fil-A or know about them, you've heard their team members say, my pleasure, when you say thank you. Chick-fil-A is really in the people business. Listen to their corporate statement of identity from their founder, Stuart Passick. We should be more about more than just selling chicken. We should be part of our customers' lives and the communities in which we serve. Their corporate culture embodies this vision and more. Their corporate purpose, to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that is entrusted to us and to have a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. Their core values, they are here to serve, better together, purpose-driven, and they pursue what's next. Their shared vision is to be the world's most caring company. We do this by winning hearts every day. Their long-term result, a healthy, purpose-driven global restaurant business. If you read more about them, which I encourage you to do sometime, you'll see that hospitality is the core of their business model. Their company is founded on Christian principles. Hospitality runs deep in the DNA of their system. My pleasure is more than just a tagline. You might be interested in how the statement, my pleasure, came to be. See, look, you'll appreciate this because I remember that your college roommate worked for Rich Carlson and traveled the globe sharing the Rich Carlson way. Horst Schulte is the founder of Rich Carlson's Hotel. And in a recent interview, he talked about how Stuart Pathys had Horst Schulte come and share the Rich Carlson way with Chick-fil-A well over 30 years ago. And Horace Schulte was in a group of key high executive leaders of Chick-fil-A, as well as the founder, Stuart Passick. And he talked about making people both feel good, so about the importance of providing good food and making people feel good. Schulte was consulting with them about the Rich Carlton way where they embraced that very philosophy, he said, when someone orders something at the Ritz-Carlton, the staff says, my pleasure. But Horst Schulte said to all the leaders, including Stuart Pathys, but frankly for you, Chick-fil-A, that's too fancy. With your market, don't say my pleasure, because you'll come across silly. And there were heads nodding around the room. So, Schulte said, what words should we use? There was a lot of discussion, and then all of a sudden, this is Stuart Pathy, who hadn't said a word and was sitting in the back like a good back row Baptist. 
he, he, he spoke up and he said, I like my pleasure. Schultz, he said, Mr. Kathy, so do I. Obviously, because they're using it at Ritz-Carlton, that's a must. But I think it's too fancy for you. And Truett Cathy said, I like it. And that was the end of it. While Hort Schultz, he gets credit for the real story behind my pleasure, he said what really happened was that he tried to convince them not to do it. And perhaps by trying to convince them not to do it, it transformed what would be the culture of of Hort Schultz. Well, it would be my pleasure to read the key verse to you today from Scripture, verse 46. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose his reward. Christian hospitality is at the heart of Christian discipleship and Christian mission. It involves providing life-giving resources and nourishment to others. A cup of cold water to one of the least of these. How many of you over the years that you've not been baptized have done just that? Whatever you have done for the least of these, Jesus says, my children have done it for me. We as Christians desire nothing more than to bless others. But as many Christians have experienced, it's often the giver who receives the blessing. If you have been on mission to our church or another experience, I imagine that you went away the one who felt most blessed. I'd like to talk about Christian hospitality for uh, the rest of our time together. And maybe you'll take some notes as it applies to you. We'll talk first about the heart of hospitality. What's the real heart of it? Because hospitality is more than doing a good job. We can do a good job with productivity and efficiency, but true hospitality means that you make people feel great about the job you're doing for them. Will Gugliaro is probably best known for his restaurant 11 Madison Park in New York City. I shared a story about him not long ago. He and his staff worked hard to exceed expectations in both their food and the way they made customers feel. Once he learned that a couple who had an anniversary dinner reservation, he learned that their trip to Hawaii had gotten canceled. Their flights and everything were all canceled. They were coming to dinner, and their trip was canceled. Quickly, he had his staff set up the private dining room with a luau theme. And when that couple arrived, they had a Hawaiian experience on their anniversary dinner. He fixed the canceled trip, but they certainly did make that couple feel valued and helped. They couldn't go to Hawaii, he said, but we brought Hawaii to them. In his book, Unreasonable Hospitality, Gugliaro writes, intention means every decision from the most obviously significant to the seemingly mundane matters. He and his staff had a radical idea of what the guest experience should be 
and their vision was unlike any out there. That's why they became the number one world-ranked restaurant. He has since sold it, but at that time, number one in the world. Critics would say, you all are not being realistic. Other critics would say, you're being unreasonable. And Widara says that those critics saying he was being unreasonable propelled him, and it became their call to arms. He writes, because no one who ever changes the game did so by being reasonable. Serena Williams, Walt Disney, Steve Jobs. He says, look across every discipline and in every arena, sports, entertainment, design, technology, finance, you need to be unreasonable to see a world that doesn't yet exist. This morning, I'd like to add one more person to his list. He was criticized as unconventional, unorthodox. And today, critics would say unrealistic and unreasonable. His name, Jesus Christ, Son of the Living God. The example of Jesus helps us understand hospitality. Jesus treated everyone with dignity and respect. He welcomed everyone. He was not a respecter of persons, meaning he did not look at some in favorably and others as being less. It reminds me of St. Augustine who said, Jesus loved each one of us as if there was only one of us to love. I would add that Jesus' love compels us to love one another just that same way. He ate with tax collectors and sinners. He called some of the least expected people to be his closest disciples. He touched and healed lepers. Women were among his closest leaders and followers. He modeled discipleship and leadership by stooping down onto the floor and washing the grimy, stinky feet of the disciples, even the one who betrayed him. When his own disciples tried to turn away children, Jesus wanted nothing of it, and he rebuked them. Mark tells us in his gospel that people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands upon them to bless them. But his disciples rebuked Jesus. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. Truly, the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the little children in his arms, placed his hands upon them, and he blessed them. Jesus told his disciples they needed to go to Samaria. But instead of taking the bypass around as the Jews would do because they were enemies of the Samaritans, Jesus led his disciples straight across the border. And there they encountered at the well of Jacob the woman from Samaria who came to draw water at noon. And Jesus spoke with her, shared his love with her. And she went away and shared the good news with her entire community. Jesus went to follow And many people came to know him in that place. 
Jesus wanted his disciples to know that he did not judge others or condemn them, and that his mission was for all people, not just the population of their Jewish brethren and sisters. Jesus is our example for hospitality. There are a few key scriptures that are helpful as well. Romans 12, 13, which we heard Deacon Chris read earlier, share with the Lord's people who are in need, practice hospitality. Hebrews 13, 2, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. 1 Peter 4, 9, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. And Matthew 25, verses 35 and 36, which I'll summarize, whatever you did to the least of these, remember that. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to drink. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then, whatever you have done, Scripture is filled with help to encourage us in hospitality. The practice of hospitality and living it out, it simply means to welcome the stranger. Philos xenos is the Greek word. Philos means love. Xenos, the stranger. Love the stranger. And here at church, we ought to be unreasonable, meaning exceeding expectations of guests who come to church. We would want everyone to feel welcome and not to go away without having been greeted warmly and say, thank you for coming. It's our pleasure to serve you. We also want to provide a safe place for those who come. It's a tough world out there. This is sanctuary. This should be a safe place for people. My wife Melanie said some time ago she was volunteering with our children's ministry and one of the children came up to her and said, church is my safe place. Wow. Thank you for being so thoughtful that you have a place that a child wants to come and says, shared resources last week by inviting our children and their community for vacation Bible school. We share resources with our child development center as we do ministry together with our senior seniors. I think Miss Tanya Cockrell mentioned close to 90 students will be enrolled this fall, if not a little bit more. What a blessing to offer hospitality in that way. Our relationship with Chesterfield Parks and Recreation, where Several hundred senior adults come through our doors every week for different classes that are offered. And over the years, when Caritas closed, Caritas Congregational Center, which is involved here at Jewish Shelter, when Caritas was bringing their residents, their, their guests to churches and out 
Uh, there's a wonderful facility in New Richmond, but churches like ours would welcome Caritas guests to be our guests for a whole week. And you all have always done a wonderful job offering that. I remember a story that Laura Wirth told me not long after I came as a pastor. And I asked her if I could share it today, and she said, absolutely. She and Stuart have since moved out farther from this area. But I'll never forget how she told the story of how she and other women from Huguenot Road ministered to uh, women who were experiencing housing insecurity and other challenges to be with them at the Women of Faith Conferences in Washington, D.C. Four years in a row, they all went up there. They wore the same T-shirt so that there was nobody who may have looked uh, different. And they stayed in the same hotel, and they all stayed in the same rooms. It wasn't separate. And Laura said the next year, our women decided to do a conference here at our church. They brought in a speaker who talked about domestic violence and other things that would help these women from Caritas and the Hillside communities. And Laura said that they stayed at the La Quinta Inn down near our mall here at Fitzfield. And uh, as they did in D.C., they stayed together. They got to know one another. And Laura writes, this was our fourth year of bringing women from Caritas and Embrace Richmond. We wanted to help these ladies have a mountaintop experience. This was the first time we took them to a local event. We asked people to help sponsor the women's attendance. By being local, it made sponsorship more reasonable. And she says, for the women staying in the hotel, especially those from Caritas, this is the first bed, real bed, in over a year. For the women from Hillside, it's a night away from the day-to-day -day stresses of life. For those of us who stay with the women, it's a chance to remove stereotypes and really get to know these women. Moms are moms no matter what the circumstances. We are women with more in common than one on one. And then she says, our goal has been to connect women to God and to each other, to give a mountaintop experience so they can know God in a different way from what they may experience elsewhere. Thank you, Huguenot Road Baptist Church. That's part of our DNA. And if I had another hour, I would be able to tell more stories like that one. But we'll conclude today with the third point, and that is the blessings of hospitality. Hospitality strengthens community. When you see the members at Chick-fil-A saying, my pleasure, working together, it helps bring them together as a team. When we ex uh, offer hospitality to others and help to create a culture of hospitality and kindness within the church, it strengthens our church community. People will be they wanting to be part of something special that is different than the rest. And the word will spread. People will say, you know that Huguenot Road Baptist Church, they're they are some of the most caring people that I have ever met. It's one of the warmest churches I have ever experienced. And I have heard that from guests over and over again. Thank you. Remember, Hospitality is more than just opening the church doors. It's about opening our hearts to embrace others with love 
acceptance, and genuine compassion and care. Let us strive to be ambassadors of hospitality in a world that desperately needs it. Our challenge is to be so filled with Christian hospitality that the critics will say, it's unreasonable. Simply because Jesus loves each one one of us as if there was only one of us in the world. When Jesus died on the cross for us, 